When planning the road to success, there are a few steps to keep in mind. Identifying and solving the cause, facing and embracing change, goal setting, and being accountable. We'll talk about this today on Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. New and healthier habits lead to prosperity in all areas of your life and business. Now, here's your host, Chris Salem. Well, welcome. Hope everyone is having a great week. Where has the month of February gone? It is just flying by. We're almost here into the latter half of Q1, but it's all good. We hope everyone is having a great and productive week, the Sustainable Success way. If you are new to Sustainable Success, again, you found us here on the Voice American Influencers channel. We also encourage you to check out many of our past shows with many of our great guests at the our Facebook page at Sustainable Success 2017. Again, that's Sustainable Success 2017. And again, we highly encourage you to check us out there. And today's show is, is being brought to you by Alumni Direct. Again, this is a social media community platform that brings together people to pr- provide meaningful conversations with people from their own universities, schools, community colleges, It could be fraternities, sororities, perhaps business clubs that are now defunct or maybe past businesses that are no longer in business where you can get back together with people that you haven't talked to or meet new people that you can share either meaningful conversations from memories that you've had together as well as new experiences and also ways to collaborate and look for new jobs. Again, this is going to be a great platform, a social media platform. Check them out at MyAlumniDirect.com. That's MyAlumniDirect.com. We do have a special guest today and a great show ahead of here. We're going to be talking about values, and the, today's show is called The Values Factor. And again, The Secret to Creating an Inspired and Fulfilling Life. Again, this is uh, from the book from Dr. John DeMartini. Again, he is going to be our guest. And before we start, uh, bring John on, Dr. John, we're going to give you a little background. He is a world-renowned specialist in human behavior, a researcher, a polyglot. Again, if those are not familiar with that term, again, someone who speaks and uh, writes in, in multi-languages, author and global educator. He has studied over 30,000 books across all the defined academic disciplines and is the founder of the Dave Martini Institute. He has authored more than 40 books on a wide range of topics such as corporate and financial empowerment, self-development, relationships, and social transformation. And without further ado, we welcome Dr. John DeMartini to the show. Hi, Dr. John. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me on. Absolutely. We, we are such a pleasure to have you. And, you know, this is such an important area. And I am so, I've been looking forward to this show now for a good couple of weeks, uh, you know, when it comes to values. And if if you could share, you know, just to start everything off, to, you know, when people, you know, hear that word values, what does that mean when it comes to, you know, you know, looking at life in general or aspiring to have a a better life. Okay. Well, thank you for the question. Every human being, regardless of age, culture, gender, background, lives by a set of priorities, a set of values, things that are most to least important to that individual. And what we value and how we evaluate is based on it. And so 
each individual has a unique fingerprint-specific priority list, a hierarchy of values, and it dictates how they perceive what they decide and how they act in the world. Therefore, all of our actions and drives are value-driven. So if you have a very high value on raising a family and having children, you will spot perceptually information and items in the mall that relate to children. If you have a high value on business, you will spot in that same mall, not the children's items, but the business-related items. So you'll filter your reality according to your values, you'll make decisions according to your values, and you'll act according to priority according to your values and what you value most. So just like a young boy who loves his video games, he's going to spontaneously be inspired to do his video games, but you'll have to extrinsically motivate him to do things like his chores, his homework, clean up his room. So each of us have an area that we have intrinsic drive in, that we're inspired spontaneously in, where we excel, and the areas where we have to be pushed. And we have a reward if we do it, punishment if we don't type of mentality. And finding out where we excel and what's really highest in our value is the key to excellence and the key to leadership and to doing something and achieving something that's magnificent. Wow. That's a great, great background about values. And and it's so true. You know, I can look back at some of the things that, you know, back in the day when I really didn't have clarity on my life. I, I felt like I was operating from someone else's values. I didn't know it at the time. I thought, you know, that's what I was supposed to do and what I felt was right, but wasn't really operating from truly what those values were true to me, you know, that from my purpose and my passion. What would you say, like, you know, when you look at this and someone might be, you know, you know, stuck somewhere in their personal life, maybe perhaps in their career as an entrepreneur, whatever that may be, a combination of both, what could you, you know, tell someone, you know, or share about how to look at values first in ways to kind of set the foundation to what they're aspiring to become? Well, anytime you set a goal or an intention or attention in a focused area that is not aligned and congruent with what you value most, you're not maximizing your brain's potential. Because anything that's low on your value that you pursue if you pursue it, it will be unfulfilling and it will devalue you and you'll self-depreciate. And you'll have attention deficit states in that pursuit. Mm. But anything that's really high value, you'll have attention surplus. You'll automatically be acutely aware of your environment. The pulvinar nuclei and the thalamus is a filtering and gating mechanism based on your values for your reality. And so you will spot things synchronously that are important to what you value most and take advantage of the opportunity to make decisions quick and act spontaneously towards it. So setting goals that are aligned and congruent with your highest values and filling your day with high-priority actions that inspire you on a daily basis keeps you from having low-priority distractions distracting you, keeping you away from what's inspiring. So this is so important to identify what your values are, what's really important to you, and not live subordinate, conforming, to the influence of tradition and convention and fitting in, if you want to stand out and make a difference in the world and be a leader, it's having the courage to be yourself authentically according to what you value most. Wow, that's a great point. You know, one of the things like, you know, what you had just talked about, and it took me, you know, the first 30 years of my life to figure that out. In the last almost 24 years now, I've been living the opposite way, you know, and 
it, it, it came down to, I had to get really honest with myself. I had to become transparent and vulnerable that if I knew I was going to make, you know, these changes and really get in tune, what, what, what were those values that really defined who and why I do what I do? I had to be transparent. Would you say that, that, would that be safe to say that someone has to start really just getting real with themselves, you know, just, you know, getting transparent, become vulnerable to, to find out what could be blocking them or maybe, like you said, maybe they've been conforming or they're maybe adopting someone else's values or way, you know, views on life to incorporate into their own. Can I share a story? A story I think will say a lot, this one. Yes, please. The, please. Okay. So I had a gentleman come to me quite a number of years back, a doctor, and asked if I could consult with him to assist him in his achievement. He said, I want to be successful. I want you to help me become successful. And so I asked him point blank, so where are you successful? And he said, well, Dr. Martini, I'm not successful. I want to be successful. That's why I'm consulting with you. And I said, great. So where are you successful? He said, Dr. Martini, you're not understanding what I'm saying. I'm not. I want to be. And I said, great. So where are you successful? <laughs> and he said, but, but that's my point. I'm not. And I said, if you want my help, answer my question. Where are you achieving what you're intending and achieving in excellence? And he stopped and he reflected for a moment. He goes, okay, okay. He says, I have this amazing relationship with my wife. We've been together over 10 years. We have, we're like two peas in a pod and we have an incredible relationship and everybody admires our relationship and the way we get along. I said, great, where else? Well, now that you point this out, I think about it. I have a son who's 10 going on 11 and we're going to probably win the pennant for the baseball this summer. And uh, yeah, and I'm the coach, and we are achieving that together, my son and I, and that's pretty inspiring, and I guess that's what we've set out for doing. Good. Where else? Okay. Um, well, my mother-in-law lives with us, and most people don't get along with her mother-in-law, but she's living with us, and um, yeah, we have this great relationship, and she's like a real mother, and it's rare, rare do you see this, but we have this great relationship. She lives in the house with us. Great. What else? Okay. Well, we have. we're going to get yard of the month this summer, I'm, I'm almost sure because we've got the most beautiful yard. We work as a family out there and we work on the yard and it's just magnificent. Flowers everywhere, etc. Where else? Okay, I got another one. Uh, I, I've been wanting to be a minister at my church part-time and I'm now doing that Wednesdays and part Sundays and that's been a dream of mine for over 12 years. Yeah, I guess now I think about it, I, I, I do have some successes. I say, okay, now, the only reason why you're not honoring your successes is because you're comparing yourself to others. And just mm -hmm. like Albert Einstein said, if you're a cat comparing yourself to a fish, you're going to think, well, there's something wrong with you. You're not a success because you're not swimming well. And vice versa, mm -hmm. if you're a fish trying to climb a tree like a cat, you're going to beat yourself up. So who is it that you're comparing yourself to? He says, well, I think I know. It's a doctor down the street that's got this 6,000-square-foot home, three-car garage, big practice, makes a lot of money. I said, great. You know this gentleman very well? He said, yeah, I do. I said, how's his relationship with his wife? Oh, he says, that's interesting you asked that. They're, they're, that's a volatile relationship. They break up and get back together again and break up and want to kill each other. And I said, all right. And, and, and how's his relationship with his kids? Do you have kids and a son? Oh, yes. How's his relationship with his son? Well, he's got problems in school and he's doing drugs and he's a teenager. And, and yeah, they have a lot of turmoil around that. And what about the mother-in-law? 
Does he, do they live with him? Oh, no, no. They moved out of the country to get away from that crazy lady. And what about uh, the yard? Do they work in the yard as a family? He goes, uh, no, they've got people to take care of that. I don't think he even notices his yard. And what about churches? Does he help in the church on, on the, like Wednesday and Sundays like you do? He says, no, I don't think he's even focused on it. He's focused on business. I said, let me explain to you. This man is not more successful than you. He has his achievements and his success according to his hierarchy of values, and he has a high value on business and finance and less on family and spirituality. But you, on the other hand, have a high value on spirituality and family, apparently, and a little less focus on business and finance. He said, boy, that's true. I said, well, that's the reason. So you're not any less successful. You're successful in your hierarchy of values. But if you compare yourself to others and don't honor who you are and try to be second at somebody else instead of being first at you, you will never recognize your magnificence and your successes in life. He says, Dr. DiMartini, you just nailed me. He said, but can I do anything that I can grow my business? Yeah, you can shift your values and stack up associations and benefits of building a business and wealth and how it will help you spiritually and in your family. And you will increase the odds now of taking actions that will achieve wealth in addition to your family. He said, well, that's what I want you to help on. I said, well, that's what I'll now help you with. Wow, that is a great, great story. And I related that 100%, Dr. John, in you know, again, you know, we, we, this individual, like you said, got caught up in defining that success was in the, in the size of your home, how you know, you have a three car garage versus a two car garage that, you know, your practice is doing two or three times more than, than his practice and didn't recognize again, what was really important to him. And when you talked about how that can help him to grow his practice, would it be safe to say that he could apply those same family values to the practice with his staff, you know, and making sure, and again, they may not have the same values, but they may have shared values so they can communicate more effectively. They can lead by example and then find ways to leverage his strengths, which I, which was probably obvious that he's probably a great doctor in this case, but maybe he's not really great at running a business. Maybe perhaps there's someone up else that could help him in that area, resources, systems, maybe perhaps a, a silent partner, you know, that type of thing. Would it be safe to say that could be, you know, how you could leverage those values in that circumstance? Exactly. You, anytime two values are linked high on the value list, close to each other, they enhance each other. Anytime they're far away on the value list hierarchy, they, they tend to hinder each other. You can stack up and super task any action that you do in your life, in business or whatever, and stack it by asking how specifically is doing this action going to help me fulfill what's most meaningful, most important, what's my highest value. And if you make associations of brain neuroplastically, you'll increase the odds of spontaneously acting in those ways that prove they get the results. Now, in this particular situation, I could shift his values and stack up the benefit of how his serving clients help him with his family and how his spending time with the family help him serve clients. And the more links I do in answering that question, the higher the probability that he can do both. And they'll both help each other. When he's out at his church, he'll get new clients. When he's in his practice, he'll get people that he can come and support his baseball team. There's, there's ways of integrating things. And when our, when our values are linked, then we automatically see opportunities to fulfill the highest values. But anytime you're trying to do something that's low on your values, you're going to devalue yourself. That's why it's important to delegate all low-priority things, not do desperate things if you want to master your life. 
Wow, that is powerful. And 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 again, you just the way I just you know listen to what you just said and related to it. You know, it's it's finding that harmony. And oftentimes with values, depending upon if we're if we're not looking at them in the correct way, like you said, we can come out of alignment. And you know, in this case, this is why this gentleman you know, reached out to you because he felt like he wasn't successful because he was only looking at it, you know, from one lens. In this case, it was the material side, you know, the amount of money that the practice was bringing in compared to the guy down the street. And it's so true. So it's, it's just that awareness and, and knowing how to find that harmony. Wow. That, that, that's a well, great it, point to illustrate it, there. Go ahead. Sorry. I'm anytime you describe your success outside your own value structure, you're going to self-depreciate. Yeah. You got to, you, you, you know, I have a high value on research and teaching. I've been doing it 48 years. I've been reading and writing and teaching for 48 years every single day, probably seven days a week. Okay. So I excel in that area, but I don't cook since I was 24 and haven't driven a car in over 30 years. I don't drive anything that's low on my values. I delegate. I, I jokingly, this is a joke now, please take it, no, don't take it seriously. <laughs> I joke and I tell my girlfriend, I say, look, if I can get you Brad Pitt or George Clooney or, or Hugh Jackman to make love with you on my behalf and delegate that, would you still love me? Every time they say, yes, I would love you even more. <laughs> <laughs> so I delegate all things that's not highest on my values because you're not going to live an inspired life doing low priority things. Can I share something that really transformed my business and increased my business tenfold in 18 months? Can I share a little? Absolutely. And just know that we got a couple minutes to our first break. So if we just, we, if you have to use the the second segment of the show to do that, please do But We have less than two minutes to the break, but let's start and then we'll pick up where we left off. I'll say it on the second segment. Then let's do all that. I so say is, can, go ahead. All I can say is any time you compare yourself to others and put them on a pedestal and minimize yourself, you're going to inject their values into your life. You're going to cloud the clarity of your own mission. And any time you put them in the pit, you're going to project your values onto them and expect them to live in your values. And both of those are futile. Mm. It's not until you put people not on pedestals or pits, but put them in your heart and respect them for their own unique set of values and communicate what you value in terms of what they value. Do you put them in your heart? And now you have utility, not futility. Wow. That is so true. I mean, when you talk about relationships, you know, why there are breakdowns in marriages and break breakdowns in, you know, business relationships. It could be a, a parent to a child, a friend to friend, whatever the case may be. I mean, all of these things, like you said, are like kind of play behind the scenes. And and it's just, would it be safe to say it's just, again, a lack of awareness and, you know, just, they just need to be aware just that that would be the starting point, you know, to, to make things better in those you areas. Need to, you need to know what you really value and what they really value. If you want to respect somebody, because if you can't honor what they have, that's, that's important to them and can't see how it's serving you and what's important to you, you're going to want to fix them. And they don't want to be fixed. They want to be loved for who they are, not turned into what you fantasize they are to be. Yeah. So caring enough to communicate what you really value respectfully in terms of what they value liberates both you and them to be authentic. Wow, powerful. 
Well, again, everybody, we uh, we got more to come here. There's just some great information that, that uh, Dr. John Martini is sharing here about the values factor. Again, if you're looking to, you know, the secret to creating an aspiring life, this is it. And this is just the tip of the iceberg. We got to go to break, but when we come back, uh, Dr. John is going to be sharing some more insights and giving you some, you know, uh, some ways to really relate and understand what we're what he is talking about from this concept and how this can prove every aspect of your personal life and in your business. And we will be right back after the break. What is balance? It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects. Surrounding yourself with family and loved ones. Nurturing your spirituality. Maintaining a healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness. And being present in the moment. Chris Salem creates awareness about eliminating limited beliefs or unblocking mindset barriers for entrepreneurs, sales professionals, business leaders, and professional athletes to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of resolving the root cause to the problem. The issue is that many people and businesses manage the problem but do not address the root cause to it. You now have the opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consultation calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. Call into our program today at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now, back to Sustainable Success. Well, welcome back again. We're here with Dr. John Martini Again, we're talking about the values factor. Again, the secret to creating an inspired and fulfilling life. Again, this is from Dr. John's book, which you'll be finding out more information and how you can get a copy of it. He'll be sharing that later here in the show. And again, if you are just joining us again, you can listen to this show in its entirety later today here on demand. Again, you can just go to the Voice America Influencers channel, go to Sustainable Success, or if you do have access to the link that was provided to you, you can listen to the show anytime on demand. And of course, we're on Apple Podcast, Spotify, and so on. So again, uh, you will be able to listen to this show in its entirety if you're just joining us so, Dr. John, you were you gave some great points about you know the concepts of values and how people can go up about you know not only you know finding out how they can make certain changes to fulfill those values that are true to them. There's a lot of entrepreneurs that listen to our show, and I know you have a powerful story that you're going to share right now that can really help enlighten them. You know, you know, entrepreneurs, whether if they're a solopreneur or someone operating a brick and mortar or whatever size business. Please share, you know, some insights, you know, what we're talking about here and how it could help entrepreneurs. Thank you. I, I, in 1982, going on 83, just like October, I walked into a Walden's bookstore. There used to be a thing, a chain called Walden's Bookstore. 
and pulled out a book that was speaking to me on the bookshelf called The Time Trap by Alec McKenzie. And I was searching for ways of getting more efficient in my business. I had just started my business, my healthcare business. And as I read that book, you know, it was just something you had to underline and circle and you just had to extract. And I took ideas from it and I created a form. And I want to pass this on because this is the gold mine, I promise. And anybody who's listening, if you get a chance to get a piece of paper out and actually create the form and use this form, I assure you it's going to be worth the time. So what I did is I took a piece of paper and I divided it up with five lines into six equal space columns. On the very first column, column one, I wrote down every single thing that I did in a day, on an average day. Now, I took three months period to look at all the variations I might have in a day, but I wrote every single thing that I might do in a day. And I'm not talking about vague things, sales, management, things like that. I'm talking about the actual action steps, the actual moment-by-moment action steps that I did in a day. And I wrote them down. And I made an exhaustive list of every possible thing I might be found doing in a day, personal and professional. After I made that exhaustive list, as I was writing it, I was thinking, boy, am I majoring in minors and minoring in majors already? Then on the second column, I wrote down, what exactly does it produce per hour? What is it actually generating in business per hour when I'm doing it? All of those actions. Because if I'm making a difference in somebody else's life and fulfilling some need or purpose or value in their life, I'm being, in a sense, remunerated as a result of the service I'm providing, which means that I'm valuing them and serving them and they're paying. So I wrote down what it produced per hour. If it produced 500 an hour and 100 an hour, $20 an hour, nothing an hour, a thousand, ten thousand, whatever I I wrote down what it actually produced per hour. If I spent thirty minutes on it, I doubled it. If I spent two hours on it, I halved it. If I spent five minutes on it, I twelved it. And I looked at what I was actually producing per hour for every one of those actions. And surprisingly, a thirty percent of them were making nothing. Thirty to forty percent were making nothing. When I got through that, I reprioritized it according to what produced the most to least. Then on the third column, I wrote down how much meaning does it have? On a one to 10 scale, a highly inspired meaning that I spontaneously couldn't wait to do would be obviously a 10. And something I was like having to be pushed uphill would be a zero or one. And I wrote down the meaning. And then I reprioritized that list, that entire list, reprioritized it according to meaning. Then I looked at where was the most meaningful and the most productive income generating. And I prioritized that again together. In the fourth column, I wrote down how much would it cost to hire somebody to delegate that action to somebody else to the same standard, high quality standard, equal as to what I would do or more. What would it cost? Every detail, not salary, but paperclip, space, computers, depreciation, you know, uh, any form of training, parking, every detail. I want to know what it costs me to duplicate that. When I totaled those costs up on each of those items, a high-quality individual, I'd look for the biggest spreads, what produced the most versus what it cost. And I looked and I prioritized it according to spread. In the next column, I wrote down how much actual time on an average day do I spend doing it? Over these three-month period, what is the average time I spend ratio-wise? And on the last column, the final prioritization factoring in all the variables. 
the final prioritization. How much meaning, how much productivity, what is the spread, everything. When I got through, I layered all of those priorities in 10 layers, and I put job descriptions together according to those layers, and I hired the lowest priorities and gradually worked my way up the highest priorities until the final priority is my own job doing the most productive that I duplicate eventually into either a franchise or some sort of uh, you know, duplication. Now, in the process of di- doing this, I used to have a small little 1,000-square-foot little office with one staff member. When I got through with this process and delegated it 18 months later, I had 12 staff members, five doctors working in a 5,000-square-foot office with a tenfold increase in income. In other words, if I'm doing low-priority things, I'm devaluing me. When I do, so does the world. But when I do high-priority things and delegate them and stick to the absolute most meaningful and most productive things I can do in a day, I feel like a million bucks and I make a million bucks. In the process of doing that, my business flourished and that led me into a leadership role and it was inspired. I couldn't wait to get up and do what I love doing, delegating the rest away. It is so powerful. This one principle, if unsupplied, it will show for itself and it will liberate people from a lot of self-depreciation and, in a sense, low-income outcomes. Wow, that is a powerful story. And that is like, I mean, when you think about that, even on if you look at that on an individual basis and then you apply that to a group of people or a company, just think uh, how productive people could be. They could be more interdependent versus codependent and it, it busy, you know, not in this case busy, but you know, like efficient, you know, a lot of people are busy, but they're not productive. Like you said, they could be more efficient and be able to do things in a, in a shorter period of time and actually create that harmony in their lives. Cause everyone's complaining. There's not enough time. You know, all I could do is work and I don't have time to go to the gym. I don't have time to work, take care of myself. And, you know, God, you just, you just really said that. What would be like, if you were that story that you used, Dr. John, what would you recommend when somebody hears that? And then now they're saying, I have to now, how do I apply that? Now, what would you recommend would be the first step for them doing it? You know, like taking that first step to start moving towards that model you described. Well, first, listen to that again. Get the piece of paper out and actually go do the action. Go do it again. Yep. Yeah, just go do it. Because if you'll do it and apply it, I guarantee a result. I've been doing this since 1982 with thousands of businesses. I'm absolutely certain it works. So it's a gold mine if you do it, because as long as you're majoring in minors and minoring in majors, you're not going to you're going to flounder instead of expand. Now realize this: nobody goes to work for the sake of a company; they go to work for the sake of fulfilling what's deeply meaningful to them. If they can see how their job description and the mission, vision, and primary objectives of a company are helping them fulfill what's deeply meaningful, they'll be fully engaged. But to the degree that they don't, they'll be degraded and that engagement. And when people are disengaged, they're uninspired. And what they do is they go into their amygdala and look for immediate gratification instead of going in their executive center and mastering their their position. So giving people permission, when you hire somebody, don't hire somebody that's not inspired to do the job. Hire people that absolutely can't wait to get up and do what you're going to delegate. If they're free to do that, you're free to get on with the next priority, your own self, and grow your own self-worth as you help them. You help the, the economy. You help employment. You help raise uh, taxes. You you help the overall economic system by making sure you're surrounded by people that love doing what they do. 
Mm, that is that is fantastic. And, that, and like you said, I mean, that, when you just described there, I mean, if we're looking at building a winning team, again, you're 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 doing you're creating an environment. You're provide you're being resourceful in terms of helping people to leverage those strengths and offset those weaknesses. Like because like you said, because too many people end up gravitating towards the things that they're not good at that go against those values. And uh, oh wow, powerful stuff. And it. And it's just like you, you just wonder why m- more people don't do that, you know, because it just is it, it, it would it be safe to say it because of conditioning or just from what they observed in their own households growing up. And, you know, a lot of times we become what we observe growing up and we take that into our adult lives or, you know, other experiences along the way. Well, there's there's many factors that lead to a unwillingness to delegate. One, you may not be aware of the significance of what it can offer. Two, you may think, well, you know, by the time I delegate, I got to done it. Or if I do it, I know it's done properly. If I delegate, who knows what it'll be. There's all kinds of pitfalls and blocks on the delegation process. But all of them cost you if you don't get past them. And so that's why the book, The Time Trap, is so valuable because it made me go, oop, that's me, oop, that's me, oop, that's me. I was in my way. And I realized that if I didn't liberate myself from those small time actions or low priority actions, I'm going to be trapped. Anytime you do low value items, you devalue yourself. You're making less per hour and you're actually devaluing your consciousness because you're not inspired by those things. When we live by our executive center, every time we do something that's high in our values, the blood glucose and oxygen goes into the executive area of the brain, the prefrontal cortex, the medial prefrontal cortex. This executive center is involved in inspired vision, strategic planning, executing the plans, and self-governance. And the second you're in that area, you have excellence. You move towards mastery of life. You don't become victim of history. You become master of destiny. But the second you're not doing high-priority things, the blood glucose and oxygen goes out of the forebrain, goes into the amygdala and the hindbrain, and you end up working, in a sense, like an animal, avoiding pain, seeking pleasure, and looking for the easy way instead of the most productive way. And as a result of it, you let impulses and immediate gratification interfere with long-term vision and self-governance. And you allow yourself to be distracted by pleasures and pains instead of purposeful actions. So prioritization is, is an absolutely essential step in the mastery of, of not only business, but life in general. Wow, you uh, just hit it on the nail right there. It's so true. You know, and, and I can, I, I remember... Again, you know, my first 30 years of life, when I remember when I first, you know, my early part of my career, you know, I, I, at the time, like, I felt like, again, I wasn't operating from my own values. I was, a, I, th- I believe I was operating from my father's values because, you know, growing up, he was never around. And, you know, and as a boy, you seek the attention of your father. So I, you know, I grew up with these limiting beliefs that I needed this validation from others, you know, because I didn't get it from my father. So, so again, adopting his values would be a way of, you know, getting that validation. But when it didn't happen, you know, obviously you went out and you try to seek it from other people and then that went unfulfilled or you placed high expectations. And again, I wasn't operating from what really truly inspired me. What, what was, what, what was my true purpose? And back now, and it's like, so, so true. And, and, and I think that there are a lot of people out there still that do that. And they, they escape, like you say, by gravitating to, you know, short term or instant gratification and things just to escape that, that discomfort, that pain, that those negative emotions that are a byproduct of that. Wow. 
So, so true. Just again, to reinforce some of the key points that Dr. John had talked about again, we were again talking about, again, you know, value factors. And again, knowing that when we can really concentrate on those values that really play to our strengths and we can trust that process, knowing that we, we can control what we can and we can maximize that, letting go of the control of the unknown or the things that perhaps that are that we're not great at, but we can let that go and, and look for ways to leverage that and trust somebody else or a resource to help us so we can focus on our strengths, we have the ability to do far greater things in our life, create that, you know, life that we deserve, you know, to really maximize that job or role or business that you're in. So again, it's not a, not, not a being afraid to go into something if it's really serving your purpose. And again, those values that drive you again, trusting that process. So so again, if you're listening to what Dr. John shared, you know, and when he comes back after the break, we will then share some additional insights as to, again, how we can put all of this together to really make values work in your, on your behalf. And again, it requires consistency. It requires discipline because I can speak from experience that it took me a while to, you know, go from where I was to where I am now. And I can look back at the success I've had in all areas of my life. And while, you know, life is always going to throw you curveballs, hey, when you are operating from your, your values and maximizing your strengths and trusting the process, you'll get through it and you'll learn more and become more. I could tell you that right now. And it just really brings everything together. So again, we got more to come with Dr. John Martini. Again, the values factor. And we will be right back after the break. What is balance? It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects, surrounding yourself with family and loved ones, nurturing your spirituality, maintaining healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness, and being present in the moment. Chris Salem creates awareness about unblocking mindset barriers for sales professionals, business leaders, entrepreneurs, and all types of people to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of the problem or challenge. The issue is that many people and businesses manage the effect but do not address the root cause. You now have an opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consulting calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. You are listening to Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. Call into our program today at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now, back to Sustainable Success. Well, welcome back again. Uh, we are with Dr. John D. Martini again. We're talking about the values factor 
again, our show is being brought to you today by Alumni Direct. Again, this is a social media community platform that provides meaningful conversations, bringing people together from their schools or their alma maters or community colleges that they attended. Also for fraternities, sororities, and again, any businesses that are now longer in business, this is a way to get back with people to share experiences and memories and, and also meet new people that you can collaborate for future business projects or perhaps can land your next job. Again, check them out at myalumnidirect.com. That's myalumnidirect.com. And again, uh, they provide a, a wide array of different affinity uh, uh, service programs that can help you in both your personal and your business life. Again, check them out at myalumnidirect.com. So we're again, we're talking about the values factor with Dr. John Martini. John, Dr. John, when we had left off, um, we were taught you were given a, a really great story about again, you know, how values can really help not only an individual but a company become more efficient and really, really serve a purpose that we can really fulfill, you know, more meaning in our lives and in our careers. Uh, what I would like to kind of elaborate again, you know. You know, if anybody's out there that's hearing that, and they, and I know that they can they can understand, but if you were to like let them know, what could be some things that if they if that is something they have not been operating in, and it, and they've been living out of alignment with their lives and and business, and this even goes for companies, what again some things that you recommend that are going to be those first steps that you talked about earlier, but just some things in general to get them moving in the right direction. Can I share another story then? It'll help do that. Absolutely. So I was in Tokyo a number of years ago, and I was doing a presentation in the evening to maybe 400 people on value applications in business. And there was a manager there of the flagship branch of the Unique Corporation, which is one of the largest manufacturing goods in the world. And... Um, he had decided as a result of that talk that he was going to come to a values uh, factor training program, which is on the applications of values in business. And he spent four days with me. And we trained him on how to determine people's values, to how to look at what they, what they fill their space with, how they spend their time, what energizes them, where they spend their money, what is it that they're most organized in, where they're most disciplined uh, where they, what they think about, visualize an internal dialogue with themselves about most, about how they want their life that shows evidence coming true, where they converse with other people most fluently, where they're most inspired, what the most consistent goals that they have that are coming true, and what is it that they spontaneously will learn about. These are variables that are very indicative of what they value most, going through a, an exercise, which is on my website, drdmartini.com. It's complimentary. It's free. You can do that. Let's determine your values. But we were going through that, and he was being trained on that. And once we did identify those values in each of his employees, which was a, an exercise he took them in one in, in groups at a time, he then went in there and did a, a screening process to find out how the job description was helping them fulfill their values. And he would ask them, how specifically is doing this job duty helping you fulfill what you value most in life? If they could not answer that fluently within one half of a second, we put an X. And if they could answer fluently with an enthusiasm, you put a Y there, a check mark. 
And we could screen people in advance on who's going to be productive and who's not by the fluency of the answer of how they can see clearly how that job duty will help them fulfill what's deeply meaningful to them. Then after we did that, he screened them and gave them numbers on where a degree of, you might say, engagement was. And then we went in there and did a linking process. We asked that same question, how specifically does doing this action going to help you fulfill what you value most? And now we made them dig and make associations and new pathways in their brain and asked them to answer that question 20 times per job duty. And when they did that, they became more fully engaged and they saw how that duty, those job duties are going to help them do what's meaningful to them. He did that exercise first on five people, then he did it on groups of 15 each until all the employees in the, the nine-story primary one on Ginza Avenue in Tokyo was now engaged. As a result of it, he spiked in productivity. He shared it with five other regional managers, and then after they spiked, it took it to 15 of those managers, and of those 15 at the end of the year, they had a, a, a big Gatayla event on productivity for the year, and 11 of the 15 people he shared it with were the top producers in Japan. And Tadashi Unai, who's the billionaire, one of the wealthiest men in, in uh, Tokyo, came and asked him, what is going on? What's the, why are we getting spikes? He says, we've incorporated the value application in there, and it's increased the productivity of these individuals because now they can see the and they can see how their jobs are helping them get what's meaningful to them, and they're going and going spontaneously to work because what they want out of life now. And he, so he got, raised, he got a raise and he got promoted to a global educator on those values in companies. Because when people can see how their duties and responsibilities and the primary objectives of the company help them fulfill what they value most, they're automatically going to want to go to work. They're going to want to tap dance to work because they're getting what they want out of life and out of their career. So this is very okay, clean people. So you don't want to hire somebody that's not engaged. And then if they are there and they've slipped through the cracks, how to inspire the teams according to the values. When they do, they're more resilient, more adaptable, more engaged. They think of it as their company. They're more productive and they actually innovate. Wow, that is an ideal example. And I can support that 100%. You know, I've worked in different companies and, you know, helping to build interdependent work environments. And you just, you just were so spot on with that. It's you know, again, when you can really tap into those values for each, 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 each the people involved. Again, it's never going to be perfect, but yet when you can do that and really understand each other's roles and duties and how we're responsible and how we can leverage that, it's just you know great things can just result from that. It, would you say that you know again, like, what would be a typical process? You know, depending upon the size of an organization, for something like that to happen. I mean, obviously, everyone has to be you know, be in agreement that they're striving towards improving and making advancements in that area? Well, it depends on the company. I mean, sometimes like an Investec corporation in South Africa, I went in and they've got thousands of employees. So we did 200 at a time and we would spend a few hours with them and identifying as a group uh, what their values are. Going through a value determination process, they would automatically have their, their job descriptions in front of them and the primary objectives of the company and mission of the company. And it can't be some storybook mission it, statement. It has to be the real factual, actual things that the, the real executives are dedicated to. And we sat there and spent two and a half to three hours linking 
and asking how specifically is doing these actions helping you fulfill what you value most. We determine their values. Once we did that and they saw new avenues in their brain, they're neuroplastically remodeling the brain and epigenetically altering their physiology to increase their productivity and increase their engagement. The measurement of engagement was skyrocketed after that. I'm going to share another story if I don't mind. I did this yes, in education. Please. I went in, in South Africa also. I had the opportunity to work in a very lowest economic area in the Alexandria Township. And this is where the people average income is 300 to $600 a year for a family. An average family is 4.7 people. So if you can imagine that type of income, the schools there were, some of them didn't have books, some of them didn't have even floors, some of them didn't have desks. It was not the most amazing sight to see for education. But we went in there and we took the, the teachers and we found out what their values are, did a value determination process, which is the one I mentioned on my website, and had them go through there. Then we took the, the actual classes that they were teaching and linked the classes to their highest values. So we asked how specifically is teaching this mathematical class helping you fulfill what you value most? And we linked it. When we did that, we spent three hours doing the linking process. They're now more inspired, engaged, and enthused to want to deliver the material because they can see it on the way, not in the way in their own life. Instead of doing it by duty, they're doing it by design and inspiration. Then we spent three to four hours doing it with the kids in the class the first day when they had an orientation class and showed them how their classes are going to help them fulfill their values. We linked those then we spent another session where we did the students and the teachers. So there's a respectful communication between values, how their children's values, the, the, the students' values are going to help the teacher and how the teacher's values are going to help the students. And we did that, and we did four total sessions, one for the principal, one for the teachers, one for the students, and one between the teacher, teachers and the students. And a total of 16 hours of effort. And the matric pass rate in that school was 27% before we started. Wow. One year later, it was 97%. 97. It was mind-blowing increase. That in is a huge increase. Matric as a result of that. It was absolutely inspirational. I spoke to 2,000 of those kids in that school over a period of time. 2,000. And the numbers that actually finished school and got their the matric was unbelievable. It's the highest they'd ever seen in that school. Wow. That is a great example. Uh, again, you've just, you just gave so many great, great, uh, you know, stories today that really illustrate the importance of this and, and so, so, so important why, you know, people, you know, can, can really begin to kind of move towards making strides and, you know, having an aspired in, a life that, that has meaning if, if they're willing to do their part. And then, of course, organizations, if they're creating that environment and being resourceful and helping people to do that. And, and um, would it be safe, Dr. John, that you're starting to see that, especially with, co- with, the, with COVID and a lot of people working remotely? I've been seeing a lot of you know, companies you know, incorporating webinars and, and awareness sessions around things that are helping people to you know to strive towards work-life harmony. You know things not only for business in their careers, but also things in how they can really better manage their lives in conjunction with that. Would that be safe to say those things are you're seeing that from your end? Absolutely. You know, if if an individual goes to work and they're not inspired, it costs them. It affects their families. It affects the well-being of the the, the teams at work. 
It affects the health issues of the birds and the, the unproductivity times. It, it, it increases the distraction and people going off on tangents on, on internet. All the symptoms of unproductivity and disengagement cost. It costs the economy. We're talking about trillions of dollars in the economy. So taking the time to finding out how what you're doing is helping you fulfill what's truly most inspiring, meaningful, and productive, and, and, and what's really is crucial to a masterful, fulfilled, inspired life. You can't be inspired if you're going to work and doing something that doesn't mean anything to you. And that's not fair to you. It's not fair to the team. I, I, I Can I share one more story, or do we have enough time for it? No, yeah, no, we do. We have about... Uh... Just about four minutes left. I wanted to at least leave a couple minutes to let people know where to find you and what you're up to. But please do. We have a couple minutes. Okay. I got asked to speak to IBM. And I, I walked in 400 people from IBM. Okay. And um, we had to do it in sections. And on this group, I walked in. I, I walked up on the stage. And I said, how you can't wait to get up in the morning and work for one of the greatest companies in the world, IBM. This is back in the 80s. Okay? This is when IBM was kind of at a peak. And what was interesting is nobody put their hand up except one guy in the front who was the manager, the regional manager. And I said, can you hear me in the back? And they said, yeah, we can hear you. I said, well, let me do that again. How many of you can't wait to get up in the morning and work for one of the greatest companies in the world, IBM? Nobody put their hand up at the man. I said, stop. I'm, I'm, the title you've asked me to present today is over with, and I'm, gonna, I'm doing a new title. It's called Poop or Get Off the Pot Day. <laughs> <laughs> and I basically told him, I said, I walked up and down the aisles of all those 400 people, and I said, if you're not inspired about coming to work, you're killing yourself and you're killing the company. So today you're going to make a decision whether you're on board or off board. And we went in there and said, and if you're sitting there accepting me and not being inspired and you're not wanting to be productive and you don't want to go to work and you're just accepting a job out of security instead of inspiration, you're costing everybody, the customer, the company, the shareholders, you're costing everybody. So make a decision. Let's get online. And I sat there and I looked at what their priorities were and asked them how their job was doing it. And when we got through... 75 out of 400 people gave their notice. Wow. 75 people gave their notice. The lady that invited me, there was, well, of course, you know, I probably lost my job today because of your speech. I said, well, then you're one of them. <laughs> you're one of the people that need to go. Well, well I want, I, well, first of all, I, by, I, well, Dr. John, we, 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 this is, you have given us a wealth of knowledge here today. And, you know, the stories, I cannot wait Bo, to go back and hear this. We're, we're at the end of the show. I just wanted to leave about, you know, 30, 40 seconds. You can let people know again where to find you and how to get in touch with you. And again, I want to thank you for everything that you shared here with, with the Sustainable Success audience today. Well, thank you. you the way they can get in touch with me is just drdmartini.com. And please go and do the value determination on turn your on drdmartini.com. But I just want to say this. That turned out to be one of the best things that ever happened to IBM. They let go of all the dead weight. They started on a hiring spree. They got enthused, and their productivity went skyrocketing over the next three months. It was amazing. So don't do desperate things. Stick to priorities. Give yourself permission to do something extraordinary with your life. You learn yourself. Wow. Powerful story about helping IBM, how to shift their culture to build more engagement and winning teams. Thank you 
Dr. John Martini, for everything you've shared here today. Thank you so much for being here. Again, uh, listeners, thank you for every week coming in to tune in to Sustainable Success. The show would not be where it is today if it wasn't for you coming back each and every week. We highly encourage you to reach out to Dr. John Martini uh, to take advantage of his offer today. He is the expert in this particular area. Please take advantage of it. And I encourage you to listen to this show again, which will be available later on demand. And again, just a wealth of information here. Till next time, we'll see everyone next Thursday. Have a great rest of your week. And we'll be back next Thursday with another guest providing insights and wisdom to help scale your business and personal life to the next level. Have a great day, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to Sustainable Success. Be sure to join Chris Salem and his guests every Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Have an incredible week.